Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Mariota play fake. He'll move the pocket to the left. Has an alley. Turns the corner and hits the pylon. Touchdown Atlanta. Here's Ritter. Pressure coming. Flush from the pocket to the right. Ritter going to throw it up. Trying to come back. Bernhardt catches it. Touchdown Atlanta. Holy smokes. (laughs) Clock at six, five, four. He's going to hang it really deep. And it is incomplete. And the time has expired. There are no flags on the field. And Atlanta has won the game. Pumpkin pie or not, it was a wonderful flight back. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. On this Saturday morning, the day after, Falcons get the um, the win, the first preseason game, 27-23 against them Detroit Lions. And as we sit here on this um, 13th day of the month saying, Good morning, Georgia! Good morning! And uh, good morning to you folks in Lawrenceville. Up there, your neck oh, of the Lawrenceville. woods. Oh, yeah, man. It's Lawrenceville. They, they, um, my goodness. They, they, people keep migrating over there. And they, and they open new schools so you won't have a – and it just gets crowded all over again. You uh, sound like you had so much to say about Lawrenceville, you didn't know which one to choose from And first. no, because of, because there's so much and, – and whenever I go over that way and ride through there, there's so much new. There, there, there's so many new things if you go through Lawrenceville, even through the town part, right, right in the, the, the town part there. They have a, a lot of housing and – uh, shops and good places to eat and all kind of good stuff. I have always enjoyed myself in Lawrenceville. Yeah. I, I really have. Mm-hmm. I want to tag something that we did in the last segment real quick here. I got to do a cross promotion for our other stations. Go ahead. I will be with V103. Uh, Ramona, who, by the way, says hello to you as always. Of course, every week she said, I tell my boy Sam, I said hello <laughs> uh, on Tuesday morning. And Cannon tomorrow, uh, Monday, excuse me, I think it's a Sunday. Uh, on Monday, Cannon. Star 94, doing the casting call. And I wanted to tag the whole conversation with Bill Seller and voiceover work with this. We are sitting here in August. Right around the corner of September, we'll start talking about Halloween and then we'll get into the fall. And, folks, we, we both know some folks that are done with Christmas shopping by the time Halloween hits, right? Right. That's a real good Christmas present, giving somebody a voiceover class. I, I ain't saying it got to be with Bill. It could be with anybody, you know, the other one, Atlanta voiceover uh, studio. But that's a nice present. So as we try to help you get jobs from referees with Eric, talk about that, and officials, to 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 being in a movie or TV show, we're helping you get jobs. We're also helping you preparing yourself for getting that long-term, as Sam likes to say, cash-in-your-pocket revenue stream. 
on a regular basis. So we're one-stop shopping here on Saturday and Sunday. How about mornings. that? Yeah, we got yeah, you we covered. Do. Yeah, oh, we do. We, we just want to help. Just to, I say this about me, but I'm going to throw Mr. Crenshaw on this too. Just a couple big dudes trying to get into heaven. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's what we're trying to do. We, That's what we're trying we to do. We do what man. we can. We do what we can. Now, you had mentioned earlier about the little nick that the Jets quarterback is dealing with Zach uh, uh, Wilson and the possibility of him being down. But this is the game where we really try to get a yardstick into what's going on. Is that the right one? Yardstick or? Yardstick, yeah. You want yeah, to do that. Yardstick, you okay. you just want to... Yeah, measure them. Thank you. Yeah, you know what I mean? For what they're going to look like heading into the season. And we talked a lot about the offense throughout the show when we've been talking about the Falcons, and rightfully so. But you mentioned when we were talking to Aaron Freeman about the defense, and they were just kind of, I guess pedestrian was a good way to put it. But you're going to see a test, and I would think that they're really going to show out next week. Is that the side of the ball you're going to be looking most at? Yeah, I'm going to be watching that, and and that was going to be that way from the outset. You want to see what's happening up front. You want to see if you're going to get some. You're going to be stopped in New York run. Uh, see if you can, you know, get some pressure on the quarterback. At those areas that we've always been deficient in for a number of years, and also some of the new linebackers that are coming in, and then we feel like that may be the strongest area of this defense. Uh, to see how they see how they show up and represent, especially some of the new faces uh, that have been added over on that side of the ball. So, yeah, you, you want to see that also because Dean Pieces has promised us that uh, he's going to open up the rest of the defensive playbook. That uh, they didn't open it all up last year, and so with the, uh, these players, we, we you know you're going to do more things, you know, more sets, more schemes uh, to really uh, allow these guys to show what they can do. And so we, we're looking forward to seeing that. But but head coach Arthur Smith, Greg, after the game. Uh, you know, hey, you, you get a win in a preseason game. You wonder how much it means to a team. But here's Coach talking about uh, what he thought about the effort. Yeah, just proud of the guys. Kept fighting. There's always some things to correct. Sure. But, uh, you know, we, we'll get some things cleaned up, That some mental stuff that happened in the first drive defensively. But those guys kept swinging. Proud of those young guys. Um, thought Marcus came out and, and operated really well, which was, which was good to see. And then proud of Desmond. You know, as, as you know, as a rookie, his first NFL start. And... You know, he, he made a couple mistakes. He kept swinging. He overcame adversity. Had some big plays that we dropped. And he kept swinging, kept swinging. And then, hell, he extended the play, and, and Bernie came down with it. So it was fun. Yeah, that was the key for me when it came to um, to Desmond. It was the way he, he came back after other guys had, you know, had some drops. Yeah. He put the ball where it was supposed to be or as close as possible, and and – a young quarterback sometimes gets flustered at that. And, again, he just showed the maturity. As, as Coach said, came back swinging. And uh, it's going to be interesting these next couple preseason games to see what we're going to see. I can't remember ever, ever hearing David Archer giggle. Like you know, like a young kid in the in during the broadcast. I mean, he he looked like he was so happy at the performance of this offense. He was giggling, and uh, I just that's what stayed for me. I mean, y'all made David Archer giggle. Yeah, he was enjoying himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know what? A lot of people wondered what we were going to see and, and if it was going to be bad. I mean, everybody was talking about how it seemed like Detroit's practices. They had heard Detroit's practices were were, were were extra extra physical. And so people wondered how that was going to play. Well, that's that crazy was, coach they got, man, wanting to bite off people's kneecaps and well, stuff. Well, hey, you know, but but they uh they go out and and just take care of the business and do the things that they need to do in the first time out together. And, you know, you want, you, you're anxious now. You can't wait for the next game uh, right. just to see what happens and who else he shows up and does some great things. Marcus Mariota did start the game. 
And um, he talked a little bit about the quarterback play, what he thought of it after the game last night. Yeah, I think you just got to be able to, to make the defense defend every blade of grass. Um, you know, and to be able to, to create advantages with your legs um, obviously helps this offense out. But at the same time, I think we both can sit in the pocket and make plays as well. Is there good and bad, I guess, when, you know, we're, like I said, we were talking to Aaron earlier, and he said, you know what you're going to get from, from Mariota. You know what you're going to get, which means everybody around the league knows what you're going to get from them, from him. Is that a good thing going into the season, you know, um, as far as who this player is, or do you feel confident that he can make some adjustments to his game? We know his attributes. We know what that can But Arthur Smith is going to put in a certain kind of offense. And what he can do coupled with whatever decision is made, who's going to be the primary running back on this team, or if it's done by committee, I, I, I – Again, I just wonder to you is, do, do, you, do you hope that he's not too predictable? Well, you hope not. And people know what they've seen in past and other places. Well, really, they haven't seen him much at all in the last couple of years. Uh, you know, just, just from some late times that he's gotten in some, some games. So you haven't seen a lot of Mar- Marcus Mariota. So, I mean, yeah, there's always the chance for some reinvention. And also the, fest, the, the, the fact that he is uh, very much at home with what Arthur Smith is going to be asking him to do. Last night was a good start. Let's see where it goes from there. If next week, if it, you know, you plays the whole first half, next week's game, we'll get to see more. Um, so that's the thing you, you want to see. You want to see how he does some things. You want to see how he connects with Kyle Pitts. You know, you want to see him go and make, make right. some have a completion or two with him. Uh, those are some things that you want to see and be able to do. And, and then, you know, Tyler Algier, I think he can come out of the backfield and make, and make a catch too. I'd like to see him really show some more of what he can do. He gave us a little right. bit last night. Yeah, he, he did. He bit. gets some bursts last night. They go, ooh. Yeah, he gave us a little something yeah. last night. And so, you, you know, you, you want to see your quarterback, you know, do those type things. Yeah, see him be able to move, extend the play, but also let's see him hit some targets and, uh, and, and move the ball down and, and move the chains because that's a, we're trying to be really – and, you know, a lot of people want to see the big plays. They want to see the spectacular, explosive plays. But I think this defense is really going to be designed to really can try to control that clock and the, and the ball. And so you want to see more of that, I think, next week. Eric, what you thinking? Well, um, you mean the offense is going to be designed to do that. Yeah. My, my question is this. If Desmond Ritter continues to show that he is a little bit above the rookie curve, Uh-oh. when does the voices start to say, well, you know what? We've seen the Marcus Mariota Act 1 and Act 2. Why do we need to see Act 3? Uh, okay, so you're wondering when that question is going to be asked? Yes. Okay, actually, you want to put that differently. When are they going to want to boo him out of the game? I think after the first interception, because that's what fans do. Yeah, and, but, and they, but, but, yeah. but will he be ready then? But, no, he won't be, but yeah. you, Eric's yeah. question, every time the, you know, the starting quarterback has a bad game, that's when it's going to start, especially early on. Yeah. And <sighs> what do you have to lose? I, I you know oh, and I want to get he's gonna play now. He's, he's gonna, yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna play, play. But we're not throwing him out there in week one or week two. Why not? I don't throw him up there why, against why, the, no. Why not? Not against why? the Rams. You're gonna the Saint, you well, Saints is week one. I know. I know. Rams Saints, is week Saints two. The Rams. Right? So like he's not playing the first two weeks. We hope not. You know, is there is no point in him playing it at this point. Let me ask you a question then. All right, to to answer your question, I have a question for you. Do you think that right now, or at least, well, I'll give you the next couple preseason games, that Desmond is going to see the actual speed of the NFL no, and get a of few, okay not. Of okay not. so having said that why would you want to throw him in if you don't have to at least in week one for him what to stand is on the, the real expectations for this Falcon season 
Well, that's a different. That's a whole different episode of yeah. Oprah. You're so, talking but, about. But if bringing the expectations in. are marginal at best. I don't think that's the case. No, I don't. I think they want to win like everybody else. Whether realistically they can is is beside the point. Every team wants to win every game, and they believe, short of having an injury to key positions, that they can win. What? Okay, we have the guy down there in Tampa Bay who scares everybody, but that's only until you get to the Super Bowl. First of all, he's out right now. So let's talk about just this division. Who scares this Atlanta Falcons team, would you say, if anybody? I agree. Only Tampa Bay. Okay. I don't even think they do during the season. I think that they will gradually become – because, listen, there's no Gronk. There's some other teams. There's other players on that team that have changed. So while we can maybe agree that they may be the cream of the crop as far as they will probably take the division, I don't think there's anybody that scares this Falcons team. And my point to you, what you're asking is let this dude stand on the sidelines at least for a couple games and see what it's like, not only the speed of the game, but what happens when adversity hits and how they make their adjustments. I just think there's something to be learned in the long-term benefit of having him not having to be thrown in right away. That's just my stance on it. I don't know, Sam. Yeah, that's me That's me too. I mean, he's going to get on the field. You, you, you have to play him uh, this season. You don't have to play him as early. It's a long season. Yeah. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I'm like, you know, you, 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 because you're trying to get other parts of the team jailed as well and confident. And I think that's the other thing, too. If you can still maintain your, your veteran quarterback while getting the rest of the elements around in sync, let's do that. And then, you know, midway point, maybe, maybe before the midway point of the season, we start to see him. And what do we always worry about with quarterbacks who, you know, we haven't had this for the last, you know, decade plus but now you've got some guys who are going to put themselves out there because of their skill set. And a lot of times these running quarterbacks get dinged up where they got to come out. Okay. Now what do you do? Mariota gets dinged up from taking a run. I mean, it's an unfortunate scenario. Desmond goes in. You, how many snaps has Felipe Franks taken? He caught a pass, didn't he? He caught a Okay. But, you know, you don't want to leave yourself exposed if you don't have to. Again, we, we can dissect this and, and, and move forward, but let's get past this Jets preseason game and see what we got. In the meantime, we got a team right now who is trying to chase down a Mets team that they just won't go away. It's driving me crazy. But we're going to talk to Corey McCartney from the Diamond. is a show he does with Grant McCauley on Sundays. He's going to join us next talk about this Braves team. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 Game, 929Game.com. Or should I say, hang on, wait for it. Curtis Mayfield on V103. I'm trying to think. Uh, I think, I do believe this song predates V103. Yeah, but if you heard it now, you'd probably be hearing it on V103. Yeah, okay. okay. If it's under the Odyssey now, umbrella. You know what? It, it, it predates V103, but it doesn't predate 
Larry Tinsley. I was just going to say, Larry put that on. How about he that? He put the needle on that record before. How about that? Yes, he did. Larry, uh, uh, yeah. Sundays. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, just just a, a Hall of Famer icon in this city. Yeah. Larry Tinsley. Very and, much. And still looked like a retired temptation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go see him. Got a clean-looking suit. So, anyway, threw that for on for uh, for Reggie. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 I also threw that on because this is a day that you know take a second and say a little prayer for Mr. Mayfield. This was the day that he got paralyzed. Mm. August thirteenth, lighting fixture came down yeah. while he was performing on stage, and um, changed his life. Yeah. But he continued to write, continued to sing. But he just uh, this is this is what um, this was God's plan. For yeah. Mr. Mayfield, but yeah. it happened on this date back in, I want to make sure I get this right there, 1990. Okay. Anyways, we switch gears here and uh, get ready to talk baseball with uh, Corey McCartney from the Diamond. You can hear that every Sunday um, from 5 until 7. And I'm sure at some point during this uh, back and forth we have with Corey, he will tell us the Little League team he and his son are getting ready to attack. Yes. Because <laughs> he, we always he takes get... names every week when he right, comes on right. here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, as we start this off, what kind of smile did you have on your face when you saw the game that Vaughn Grissom had, his his debut game here with the Braves last week? I, you know, I, to be honest with you, I just don't know how this keeps happening. I mean, it's so we were supposed to be in a time period where the farm system was down, right? I mean, you think about going through Swanson and Albies and Acuna and, you know, Max Freed and uh, Ian Anderson, Mike Soroka, Austin Riley. We were, gonna, we were supposed to get to a point where, okay, the system is no longer what it once was. They've gone through the rebuild. They're a, they're you know a contender now. They're a World Series champion. And then you have in, in one season Spencer Strider, Michael Harris is second, and now Vaughn Grissom. I am William Contreras as well. Yes. I mean it's 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 crazy that they've continued to have this level of success with her. It is not supposed to keep happening, and it keeps happening. And they've done it the last two kind times with guys who have completely jumped fast. AAA. I mean, it's uh, it's incredible. It really is. Now, Corey, let's be realistic about this. While that's all great news, there has got to be a short window for them to mesh with the existing stars and these young talents before business kicks in and somebody throws some money at them from other organizations. We've already talked about William Contreras possibly being grabbed by somebody else. He's on a one-year deal. But all that young talent coming up with a fairly young team, you have to consider the Braves a young team, now, especially with Freddie off it. How are they going to be able to keep all this talent and how much longer is the window there for these guys to come together and maybe get a couple more chips? Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting conversation, right? But I will say that you think about what Alex Anthopoulos has been able to do in getting Ronald Cooney Jr. and Ozzie Albies, first and foremost, to take deals that are well below market value. And then you, you get Matt Olson, you sign him to a deal that's also you know con, considered to be a club-friendly deal, and then you pull off the exact same thing with Max Fried. You've, you've created this culture where these guys want to be together and not go out and just chase that dollar. I think that's going to make it a very interesting offseason because obviously, you know, Dansby Swanson is a looming free agent and, you know, there's a, a market value on him. You look at spot track that kind of takes his, you know, production and puts it up against other short stops. And you're talking about a guy that's, you know, from their that vantage point around $24 million a year, which is 
you know, would be the highest average annual value on any contract the Braves had ever doled out. So is Dansby Swanson going to do that same thing? Then what do you do with Max Freed? And I, you know, I think it becomes, uh, you know, this continual thing. I, the one thing I will say though, this is not a situation like the Cubs were in. This is not a situation like we've seen teams like the Red Sox in where you have to kind of start to, to, you know, peel back some of the layers here and say, who can we actually keep? I think they, they, for whatever reason, this culture has, has built itself up where these guys want to stick together and they're willing to not go out and make top dollar to do so. And, and I just, it, it's, it's, my, it's almost mind boggling, but it's, you know, I think to this, this winter is going to be a test of that with Swanson looming. Yeah, this team is a little bit of a throwback in that regard when you think about it, folks. We've been joined on the WaitForIt.com hotline with Corey McCartney. He is social. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Corey J. McCartney, at Corey J. McCartney, all lowercase. You can catch him here Sunday Sunday evenings uh, with Grant McCauley on From the Diamond. Talk about pictures. First of all, Max Freed, how serious is what's happening with him, and then who we're going to get to see as starters in the doubleheader today. Yeah, the Freed thing's interesting, right, because I mean, you watched him on August 6th, and that started against the, the Mets, and there was the errant throw from DSV Swanson, and, and he goes over and picks it up and just has that awkward throw, and he fell down. And I remember talking to Grant about this. Uh, you know, like, I can't believe he's just staying in this game. That looked really ugly. And, you know, certainly he pitches three more innings but shows com- concussion symptoms later and is now on the seven-day day IL, and now it's retroactive to August 8th. So technically he could come off the IL on Monday and miss just one start. Uh, but you, you, know, you never know with, with concussion issues, right? I mean, it's not something that can be as concrete as saying, okay, when you're eligible, you come off. Freed said Friday he just doesn't want to put a timetable on his return. It's his first concussion, so obviously the Braves are, are kind of slow playing things here with their expectations for their ace. Um, it's the first time in more than a year that he's been on the IL, and, and since the last time he went on the IL, only, only Sandy Alcantara and Adam Wainwright have thrown more innings. So this guy has been an absolute workhorse. We know what he means to this team. Uh, certainly for for Saturday, I mean, that's going to, you know, to, to shuffle uh, to shuffle up what you're going to see from this rotation. So you're going to have, you know, Kyle Muller back from AAA pitching the first game. Uh, Ian Anderson, who, you know, had been optioned to AAA, uh, but it was added to the 27th man for this, uh, this doubleheader, is going to get that second start. So uh, if Freed misses any more time, obviously you're going to see Anderson stick around. I'm interested to see what they do on Sunday because you've got, you know, Jay Jackson, who they, they recently promoted, Colin Hugh through, uh, Colin Hugh through two innings. Uh, on Friday night. So are they going to go with a, an opener? You know, are they going to bring in Hwaskar, you know, who's on the 40 man roster to get him that spot on Sunday for that start, but they're kind of shifting things. And the, obviously they've got a ridiculously tough home stretch coming in that, you know, this may be the toughest seven games that they face all season long with the Mets and the Astros. Um, so you, you want three back as quickly as you can, but you can understand that one, not wanting to, to push matters uh, with the guy who's dealing with the concussion. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's uh, Corey McCartney. Uh, talk me off this ledge. I'm really, <laughs> really worried long-term about the catcher position because of what we talked about earlier with Wilson, Wilson Contreras being uh, – William Contreras being a, an attractive uh, piece for another team. He's on a one-year deal. And we all love this dude, but runners love having him behind the plate because he's – He's not throwing out a lot of guys in Travis Darno. So is the catching position uh, one of those paramount needs that this team needs to address in the offseason, do you feel? Or am I just being overly, you know, fill in the blank? Well, so the, William Contreras is actually under club control until 2028. So they are good to go. Um, he, why did, he did, I, why did sign, I think it was you know, a one-year deal? 
Well, he has this, a one-year deal, but he's not even uh, arbitration eligible yet. So he's he's good to go. So you're not going to have to worry about right. who you see primarily behind the plate there for years to come. So that's why they were willing to move on from Shea Langoliers and throw him in that uh, that deal to get Matt Olson uh, from the uh, okay. from the A's. So yeah, but I but I do think there is a question of it can you know, you've got another year of Darno here. Um, what do you do after that? Because I don't think that they necessarily, you know, have that that other young guy. Are they going to be in positions where they're constantly bringing up veterans to pair along? Or, because we just don't see a guy getting, you know, 150 starts behind the plate anymore. So I, I do think I do think long term, you know, who's number two uh, is a question mark. Okay, well, appreciate you getting me off that list because I thought it was a one-year deal. And I've been hearing one-year deal, but I didn't know about the long-term commitment there that that was there, and I just hadn't heard that. So I was thinking that he was going to be yanked um, or, you know, cause you heard his name mentioned also as we approached the trade deadline. So I was, I was getting kind of nervous back there. I really was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his brother obviously is a free, is going to be a, a free agent this off season for the Cubs. So yeah. um, William, William is on a, is a, at the end of his. Has game. there ever been an, a situation where, has there ever been a situation where you had two brothers on a team like that? Especially at that same position. Not some. Oh, that'd be catch- pretty cool though. Wouldn't it though? <laughs> Imagine a family fights in the locker room, though. Oh. <laughs> We're spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline this morning with Corey McCartney talking Braves. And I want to talk a little bit, a couple of the baseball stories I want to chat with. First of all, okay. uh, San Diego and what happened out there with Tatis. You, your thoughts about that and what does that do to that team? I think they got plenty of foul power as is, but that this now make it impossible for them to reel in the Dodgers. I mean, they're not catching the Dodgers. I don't think they were, they were going to do that even with uh, that with Fernando Tatis Jr. in that lineup. But um, yeah, obviously, as this changes the complexity of that team, right? You go out and, and you acquire Juan Soto and Josh Bell, Juan Soto in particular, with the idea that you can pair him with Tatis for up to three postseason runs. Obviously, this year not going to happen. He suspended 80 games for use of Clostaval. Um, he, he had mentioned that it was for treatment of uh, ringworm. Which, if you Google Clostaval, one of the things that pops up is it topical treatment for skin conditions like ringworms. So I don't know if that's what he did to, you know, make people think that that's what happened. Yeah, I will tell right. you, I've had, you know, I had a long talk with, you know, with a, a former MLB manager who, who, you know, we're talking about, you know, workout stuff and, and for certain protein powders. And he said, I can't take anything unless it's completely signed off by our medical staff and our trainers. I just cannot imagine that a guy who's due 13 years at $335 million is going to just have it access to whatever he wants to put on in or on his body. So I, I'm, I'm not buying this ring, this ring one thing, unfortunately, but from the, the Padres standpoint, I mean, think about it, you've got that investment in him. He's 23 years old. He's broken his wrist in a motorcycle accident. Now he has this, I mean, GM, AJ Preller, Mike Clevenger, their pitcher were talking yesterday after the game, how the, the, there's just no trust with him. Now they, they, they hope that he grows up, that he learns from this. Um, but think about this. I mean, again, 23 years old, 13 years left on this deal. He's played three major league seasons, and now he's forever going to be lumped in with guys like Ryan Braun and Robinson Cano. No matter what he does over the next you know, the, the duration of his career, this is going to taint the product going forward. And you know, I mean, I, unless the, the the way that you know guys approach PED guys, I mean, I hate to say it, it's in three years, but has he thrown Cooperstown out the window if he ends up being the talent that everyone believes that he can be? It's it's just really a sad situation uh, all over the place, especially for the Padres who have so much locked into him. Wow, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. One other thing that happened this week, uh, the second um, Field of Dreams game. Uh, seeing, seeing, <sighs> seeing Ken Griffey Sr. and Jr. walk from the cornfield to play catch 
which Griffey, which Griffey Senior dropped the ball. Yeah, he did. Uh, that, <laughs> but, but also, but also the hologram Harry Carey. I gotta get your, I gotta get your thoughts on this, Corey. Hey, I mean, when, when I, what, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> what, what, did, what did you think of that thing? So I, I know he's touring with Tupac's hologram uh, this fall. <laughs> so that's gonna be, that's gonna be nice. I, I heard this with Michael Jackson's that. hologram. Yeah, yeah Michael Jackson's the Michael Jackson hologram. The Michael Jackson hologram. Michael Chip, good, Michael now. Chip, and Tupac. Yeah, you, you know. There you go. I, I, I mean. I, I thought it was a little hokey, but if you're if you're gonna do it right, you do it at the place where you bring up the ghost of the game's past at a place that's literally the symbol of the ghost of the game's past. Um, I, I get it. I just kind of thought it was pretty tacky. Uh, it didn't look bad though. I mean, I actually thought they did a pretty good job with it. It just was kind of silly, you know. I mean, I'm I don't know. I I just thought it was bizarre. And then like the the Griffey thing's great, but you know, they, if you haven't seen the movie, right, they'd spoil the ending for you. Exactly. Yeah, and and by the way, I got a big problem with this game being held when it was anyway, because I had forgotten completely about it, didn't know it. This is one of the showcase events of the Major League Baseball season. That should be a Sunday night game. Y'all shouldn't be scared of football now because there's no games on. You do it in the middle of the week, and, and people were like, "Oh yeah, that's going on." Um, I don't also I, I, this, move the All Star move the All Star game there, right? I mean, if yeah. you want to like, there you go, there you go. You know, that's your chance. I'm you with. All, if you want to make it about the, the, the past and, you know, the, the ghost of the past and all that stuff, that's that's the platform. And the other thing is I have, haven't heard anybody con, um, confirm this, but I do believe that this being the second year, there was going to be some sort of Ray Liotta contribution to the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when he passed, they had to scramble for something else. Um, the Harry Carey thing or the Griffies, whatever it may be. But I'm just sort of disappointed in Major League Baseball not putting this on its most visible platform, meaning a Sunday night game. Yeah. The All-Star game could be something that could happen down the road. Um, or, or holiday. It's kind of like the NHL on New Year's Day putting hockey out in the football stadium, right? Absolutely. Like yeah. Do it that night that they, that, you know, well, I can't do it after the All-Star game. I want to go back to something we were talking about earlier, Corey, because I'm kind of confused, and I asked Sam this. When you were talking about San Diego, they got their own problems. But that aside, I'm just surprised that over the years, this hasn't been a free agent destination. When you talk about locations, yes, it's not the storied team like the Dodgers or the Yankees or, or other programs, Cubs, but that city in and of itself, has got to be a place that everybody loves visiting and, tra- and and playing in. And I'm just surprised that more free agents haven't chosen. So is there something going on there within that organization that makes it sort of like, eh, I don't know if I want to go to San Diego, beside just not having you know, much long-term success? Yeah, I don't think it's the organization itself because you know you, there's obviously a willingness to contend and to do it, you know, aggressive. I mean, AJ Preller, their GM, you know, has not been one to, to to balk at any deal that he feels like makes that team, you know, a, a better team. And I think this trade deadline obviously showed that they they've put big money into guys like Eric Hosmer and, and Manny Machado. I think more more than anything, it's the division that they're in. And think about the fact that obviously the Dodgers have been, you know, the I mean, arguably the most dominant team in baseball over the last, you know, 10, 15 years. But you think about before that, the Giants had a couple of World Series. I, I think maybe that, you know, it has a lot to do with it as well, that it, it's such a difficult division. And then, you know, you're, at, you know, you're trying to, to be that team that doesn't necessarily have the same, you know, resources as the Dodgers, as the Giants. 
Um, so I think that might have something to do with it, just the fact that, you know, it is such a gauntlet to have to go through on a year to year basis, but man, it is, you know, it's a gorgeous park and, uh, obviously, you know, you get to enjoy that weather. Well, I realize it's Saturday, but, uh, give us an overview of what you and uh, Grant are going to be talking about tomorrow night on from the diamond. Yeah. I mean, obviously we'll spend some time talking about this, Tatis thing. Um, you know, we talked about free a little bit, uh, Vaughn Grissom, uh, Ronald Kenya juniors, you know, has been playing really well. So I think that's going to be an important storyline. And I mentioned what lies ahead for the Braves over this next week with the Astros, uh, the Mets and the Astros. Think about this. This is the only time the rest of the year that they'll play back-to-back series against teams that have winning records, teams that are in postseason position. And the only time since May they're facing division leaders in uh, one series after another. And I, I know that the, the Astros have gone through the six-man rotation, but there's a chance that over a you know four or five-game period, you're going to see Max Scherzer, Jacob DeGrom, yeah. and potentially Justin Verlander. Yeah. And that's three of the best pitchers of the last 20 years, and the Braves can be seeing them over a handful of games. Wow. That's a gauntlet. Oof. Well, you know what? You, we got a bunch of young players that are coming into the league that don't know nothing about history. And so that's usually what it happens. Corey, as always, we thank you, man, for getting up and being a part of the show. Enjoy the rest of you. Oh, and who you, who, who you and your kid taking on today or tomorrow? So we're in training mode right now, so we're getting ready for the fall season. So we got a couple-week break here. I'm, I'm, I'm running them through these CrossFit workouts. Seriously, I am, and we're, get, we're building some machines now. <laughs> All right, man. Nice. Well, we'll give us the update when it happens. Corey McCartney from the Diamond Sunday nights, 5 to 7, right here on the station. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, buddy. Thanks, guys. All right, we're going to wrap things up and talk to uh, Chris Thomas. Chris and Bo are going to be following us, Sam and Greg, right now. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. game.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. Thank you for making us a part of your Saturday morning. And then if you're going to have us tomorrow, we'll thank you in advance for having us part of your Sunday morning. Absolutely. There you go. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, now, this is, we got a bunch of stuff here. We got leftover. I got some leftover. And stuff I know, too. so I'm going to let you stuff. go first. Go I ahead. I got some stuff that we didn't leave over, but some stuff we just didn't get to that's, <laughs> that, that, that's been out do you, there. Do you remember when we used to do the show, when we first started working together, and we'd leave the station and walk down 15th Street, and and we we would talk about the things that we wish we had mentioned and we forgot about, and now we have just the polar opposite of that. Yeah. You know, and Sam, Sam and I'd be doing another show walking down 15th Street from Peace Street. <laughs> talking. It, 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 it would be if people could have dropped in on it. They would say, wow, man, it would have been kind of cool if y'all had. Why, why'd you talk about that? And, and, and this is when I was producing him, so I'd be getting on him. I'd be getting on him like, he, you know, that's that's John Smoltz, and I'd be Bobby Cox. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be on him. But anyway, By go the ahead, way, man. speaking of Bobby Cox, I saw a picture that Leo Mazzoni's uh, family posted this week of him with this Braves Hall of Fame award that he recently got, Leo got. Showing it, sharing it with Bobby Cox. He went out to Bobby's house. There you go. And there so you it was, go. It was cool, cool, cool to see that. And along those same lines, I know something you didn't mention last week that you wanted to, and I know you got other stuff. Uh, you want to say something about Eli Gold? Uh, we, we mentioned that. And you I did? Just, yeah, we mentioned okay. that. Just trying to find out something about his uh, health for people who hadn't been uh, following. Of course, Eli Gold, the longtime voice of uh, Alabama football and NASCAR, uh, is not going to start the season on time with Alabama uh, due to a health matter. Uh, no one knows, but they do know it is severe. And um, you know, so a lot of people who follow Alabama just follow college football and, and, a, and an all-around good guy. I uh, want to make sure and remember him in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, I know for his recovery. 
so that he's able to uh, go back doing what we were used to hearing him say, that touchdown Alabama. Um, there you so go. Much so you, we hope that for Eli. He's was a really, really, really good guy. A um, couple of things that, that, are, that are happening. Well, speaking of NASCAR, NASCAR's at Richmond this week. And um, a couple of news, several news things uh, contract-wise coming out because they'll qualify later on today. They'll race at Richmond tomorrow is the, is the Cup Series race. Uh, one is saying that they will sign a, a driver to another contract but no sign of sponsors. Not the one you're thinking. I'm thinking that this is um, um, Kyle Busch, who everyone knows his sponsorship oh. with Mars is running out. People are wondering if, you know, He's going to be re-signed, and people say, well, it's because he's kind of prickly. He ain't, you know, ain't, ain't a friendly, warm, fuzzy guy. Is that the why black hat, him? man. But, but, I mean, but, I mean, he wins. He, he wins. And yeah. so, you know, Joe Gibbs, racing president, offers a little something on the contract this week and saying that, you know, they do intend to have him back in the 18 car next year. They got to find a sponsor for him, but they do plan to have him back. Now, the other one we talked about is a 23 car of, uh, of 2311 racing, and that is a car driven by Bubba Wallace. Yep. We know that in recent weeks, you <laughs> Michael Jordan became Michael Jordan again. Michael Jordan must have lit a fire under this dude because he's been driving, you know, the wheels off the car in, in recent weeks. And really, really had a chance to win last week. He ends up coming in second. And, um, you know, each week he's qualifying well, which tells me he's got the car. He's got the car. It's just a matter of bringing it all together. They made some changes on his pit crew. The pit crew was costing him, you know, a, a number of top ten finishes in the first half of the season, and he seems to be getting those things right. So we watch for him. He's had fun in Richmond this week. Um, he had a block party. He had Wale performing at a block party with about 4,000 folks at Richmond Speedway mm -hmm. uh, this week. And uh, the family of um, um, uh, Wendell Scott, Wendell Scott's family, yeah. uh, was over there uh, and spent a lot of time with him and uh, Warwick Scott. So we look forward to, to getting a chance to talk with them. They have things with the Wendell Scott Foundation it's all things that we want to get a chance to talk with them about at some point. Uh, Braves are playing two today. We just talked about that with Corey McCartney. Atlanta United is playing uh, tonight. They're playing in Cincinnati against FC Cincinnati. When they played this group back in the spring, there was a 0 0 uh, draw, nil nil draw. And, um, you know, Atlanta United is coming off a very dramatic victory. Uh, in stoppage time last week, which was just incredible. And, and Mike Conti's call felt like he's going to fall out of the booth up there. He has, got so excited about that one. But <laughs> So it's great to see them get one because you know where this team has been and what they've been dealing with, just trying to get some consistency. Let's see if they can bottle it up. I think we got, with the pregames at 7, kick 7.30 tonight here yeah. on Sports Radio 92.9, the game for Atlanta United. Let's see if they can keep it rolling. This is the final 11 games of the regular season. So, I mean, you, you want to see some momentum going at the right time. It would be good if they can get a win up at Cincinnati tonight. All right. You had mentioned earlier about uh, Bubba Wallace. He got to get a win these last few matches to, just to make the playoffs. He's been performing better. Yeah, yeah. He's in the top five, but he needs point points wise a win. Yeah, he needs a win in, 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 in order in order to make. And it he win. got he got Richmond. You said I think they got uh, one other place before they finish up in Daytona, which is yeah. he's expected to win there. But you know, no, there's no telling yeah. what could happen. But yeah, he's um, Jordan pulled a Steve Kerr on him. Yeah, and, and also <laughs> Jordan really decked out the 45 car in another shoe design um, that that looks looks pretty good. And the thing of it is, uh, they're fixing it up for obviously for for uh, Kurt Busch to drive. But Kurt Busch can't drive because he's got concussion symptoms. Yeah, he, he can't go out. So you know, Joe Gibbs is going to watch uh, Ty Gibbs drive that car. Uh, again this week, 
and he's done very well uh, in, in the Cup Series. He shows he's more than ready to maybe make that step up soon. As the show winds down, it's time for us to cover some of the things we haven't yet as we flush out some of the small stories we may have missed with Sam and Greg. Yeah, that, that just is going to come on and just interrupt us. <laughs> so yeah, man. we can knock that out of the way. Uh, all right, on this date, a couple things. And I got something really big I want to mention at the end here that has to do with another one of our employees that I hooked up. Um, today was the day the payphone was invented, back back in 18-whatever-90. Um, taxi cabs started on this day. Can you, you find either one now? You can't find either one. 1892, you know what today was the start of the first black newspaper in this country. It was called Afro-American. And it began it, it began where? In, in Baltimore. Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, Eric, that was for you. The invention of stainless steel happened on this day. Uh, Carl Wickman, you ever heard of him? No. He invented the first bus line. It started in Minnesota. I think you can know, know the name of it. Greyhound. Okay. At 42 years old on this day, Satchel Paige pitched the first complete game at 42 years old. I can, I can totally believe that. That sounds, about, <laughs> that sounds about right for that dude. When I mention the name Dave DeBusher for you, yeah. what does that make you think of? Uh, Knicks. Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. Dave DeBusher on this day pitched the shutout versus the Indians. Yep. Did you know he spent, for those yep. of you who don't know, he spent a couple years with the White Sox. Yeah. Bowie Kuhn was elected commissioner on this day. The Palace at Auburn Hills opened. Probably had some cold pumpkin pie up there. No, that place was tight. I, I, I went there. You did? The Palace of Auburn Hills is sweet. Were you there before or after the ma- the, the, the malice in the palace? Um, a little before. A little before. It, it, was, it was like brand new when I went there. I mentioned Curtis Mayfield um, suffered his injury on this day, 1990. 1997, today was the episode one of South Park. It ah. aired, started on this day. Ah. Birthdays on this day, everybody from Arthur, uh, Alfred Hitchcock to Ben Hogan to, for, listen, there's a generation before even me and Sam. When you traveled to Hawaii, there was only one person to go see if you went out to a club. Who was that, Sam? Tiny Bubbles. What it, is Don Ho. That's right. It was his birthday today. Yeah. Tony Clollinger. Eric, I'm going to bring you on. Does that name, that 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 baseball player's name mean anything to you Tony Clollinger does for me nothing Tony Clollinger is a pitcher he hit two grand slams on this day in the same game Mm -hmm. you've mentioned him before for the Braves yeah Yeah. for the Braves Braves. Um, it's one of those records that probably will never happen again (laughs) also on this day would have been birthday of Fidel Castro okay yeah on this day David uh, Faraday on this day uh, Jay Buhner I just like saying his name and happy 57th birthday to Mark Lemke oh, on man. this birthday today. Yeah. Wow. Some folks we lost on this day. Mickey Mantle passed on this day. Right. He was only 63 years old. Mm-hmm. Phil Rizzuto, speaking of Yankees, Holy lost cow. on this day. Holy uh, cow. And more baseball names, Johnny Pesky. Okay. That pole out there in right field at uh, Fenway Park, the Pesky pole, named after him. Man, Julia Child, we lost her on this day. And a name, if you're familiar with uh, ESPN, back to its early days, Tom Meese. We lost him on this day. Had a chance to work a game with him. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, man. Me and Mike Mayock. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna mention this last one, and I'm 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 gonna say I love you, Mama, and I'm thinking of my mother Thelma on this day because one of my earliest remembrances of watching her dance around the house, she loved this one song, and it was by Joe Tex, who we lost on this day. You remember the Joe Tex song, "Ain't Gonna Dance"? Was it? I ain't gonna bump no more with no big fat woman. Oh yeah, now. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. When they were doing the bump back in the 70s, I guess. My mother loved that song, and she would just start bumping to the air when she heard it. But she loved her some Joe Tex. Ain't going to bump no more with no big fat woman. Yeah. And I want to finish with this. I have got you. I've got Larry Tinsley. Um, uh, Willie P. I've now got my fourth person that I have got into a production. Oh, oh actually, Bo Johnson, too. Yeah, hey, yeah. Bo was in there. But Jayla. Jayla is uh, Ramona DeBro's producer, and Jayla looks like every just young, attractive HBCU student. And she signed up. I told her where to put her information, and she got the call, and she was part of a production that happened this past week, and I'm going to try and get her on tomorrow to talk about it because the way you went on to a production and the way Larry Tinsley went on a production is different than what's gone on since the pandemic. And I want to talk about her experience. Hopefully she'll come join us. But Jayla Ors from D103, she um, got booked on a production this past week. So I want to talk to her and I want to just kind of puff my check out because I'm getting All some right. folks on there, man. I got All to right. get you and Eric on there too. But okay. anyway, there you go. All right. Are you ready to talk about talk to our uh, our guests who we got coming up? Yeah, Not our guests, but our come on. The guys following us. Ready to hand off. Bring us there. I ain't there, so you have to introduce <laughs> oh, Okay, we got Chris and Bo coming up next and in studio. What do you guys have coming up? First Both of, all, of first them. Good morning. First of all, hey. Good morning. hey, good morning, fellas. So it was the first split-screen viewing experience last night, boys. Yeah. Falcons on the TV. Yeah. Braves on the iPad. Yeah. Then you need to do a little switcheroo when the game got close. What did you guys do? How did you guys have your setup going last Pre- night? Well, it was pretty much the same thing, yeah. uh, you know, back and forth. But I want to ask you, and I'm sure you and Bo are going to get into this, but who had who, whose week would you have liked to uh, – been a part of was it Vaughn Grissom's or Desmond Ritter or Michael Harris talk about the young guns here in the city well I ain't gonna lie to you the extra layover day in Miami for Vaughn must have treated him pretty good <laughs> yeah so I think man. we can leave that one how right about there. that how about that <laughs> <laughs> I was just kind of listening to mine because I was out really scouting a high school team for a game to work I was out watching Marietta High School so I was scouting them a bit and keeping an eye on the brace I had my iPad out in front of me while I was watching them play a little bit so that's how I kind of Try to keep up. Try to keep up with things. Surprised at Desmond's play last night. I mean, we knew what we were going to get from Marcus Mariota, but you guys, as you watched the game, were a little surprised or, or kind of what you expected? No, I mean, listen. If you go back and look at him in college, he was a very good quarterback. He's just not a top five pick. So I think based on his performance last night, all things are pointing up for the young gun. I'm here, Sam. So I can't tell if you're ready to jump. Okay, in all, right. So <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that's that's what we kind of assessed this morning as well. You want to see what's next? How much do you want to see next in next week? How much do you want to see of him? Enough to see if he can handle playing against first-team players, but not enough to get him hurt. At, at some point, you guys may break away, I would imagine you would, from the obvious stories with Braves and the Falcons. And the big news that came down this past week from the NBA, they're going to retire Bill Russell's number. Do you see that happening in any other sport? Mm, that's a very good question. And here's why I'm going to say no. Because I think the NFL, there's just too many dudes. Yeah. Too many dudes. I think basketball is a special sport where you could do something like that. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. thought there was a possibility if it had to happen, maybe in hockey with Gretzky, and, uh, you know, widening the, 
the range of hockey fans uh, when he came to L.A. here in America. But other, than, I really don't even think that he should get one. You know, yeah, or get that number. Maybe, maybe though. You're yeah, about we'll the only see. one I can think of right now. All right, listen, All right. Sam. I'm gonna let you wind it up. You're there. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning, sir. <laughs> and you right. can introduce, let everybody know who's coming up next. All right, we got Chris Thomas and Bo Morgan coming up next, folks. Uh, Sam and Greg, uh, Eric Slaughter. Exemplary work this morning. Look to see him again back here tomorrow morning. Look to see you back here tomorrow morning. The Sam and Greg on Sports Radio 1990 Game and 1990Game.com. Have a great day here on 1990Game and listen everywhere on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.